good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on snl24.com forward slash Sokoloduma, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play, welcome to the show. I'm your host Sean Roberts and we welcome back Kurt, the world traveler Buckerfield. How are you my friend? Shawnee, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, you sound well rested. Yeah, I'm well rested. Look, I've been back now for about, what, three weeks? Yeah. But I'm still I'm still on that high, for sure. Yeah, amazing. Welcome back, dude. It's, uh, yeah, Europe is a special place, eh? Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, Turkey is just, it's beautiful. Um, Bodrum, we, we stopped off in Bodrum first. That's where we were on the boat. Mm. And then Istanbul after that. Um, Bodrum was by far the highlight. Yeah. This beautiful coastal little town. Um, but just, yeah, it was, it was truly, truly special. Well, welcome back, bro. Welcome back. Uh, speaking of highlights and someone's here, uh, former United player Paul Pogba has tested positive in some doping tests. What is going on, Kurt? Yeah, so this is a big story, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, um, so yeah, he tested positive after Juventus's first game of the season against, I think it was Udinese. Pogba didn't play. He was on the bench the whole game. Um, but was taken in for, I guess, a routine uh, drug test and they found testosterone in his system. Um, now, basically from then, the, what are they called? It's, I think it's the anti-doping court in Italy, the tribunal. Yes. They have provisionally suspended him um, and he has three days to provide an alternative um, or is it alter- alternate? Sorry, test result. Um, and I guess that's going to be on, on Thursday, tomorrow. Um, testosterone can be found, obviously, in many different things. Um, it can be used as a performance enhancer. Um, it can help with recovery. And obviously, we know that Pogba has struggled severely with injuries over the last yes. you know, year and a few months. Um, that's not to suggest that this was intentional. Um but it seems like if it was intentional, he could be in, in serious trouble. I've, I've read that he could face a ban of up to four years yeah. if it was found that he purposely took um, this performance enhancer. And I've also read that Juventus have or could consider rather um, terminating his contract. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of their highest paid players. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already had all these issues with his fitness. Of course, he missed the World Cup. He's only played since returning, Sean, last year from Manchester United. He's only played 213 minutes of football. No ways. Yeah. So that's across 12 appearances since the start of last season. Um, so I think that they've been impatient with him for a while now. Mm. And there were reports that they were open to selling him um, to maybe Saudi Arabia in this previous transfer window. But Pogba, I think, made it his mission to to return to full fitness and to get back to his best. Um and unfortunately, now this has happened. So, yeah, we don't know whether it was intentional. I think from what I've seen on, you know, publications across Europe, um, Pogba might have been badly advised um, mm-hmm. by a friend who was in, or at least is in medicine. Um, so it doesn't look like Pogba was going out there with the intention of, of taking this banned substance. But whether or not that's the case, he's still going to be punished pretty severely. So, yeah, it's a it's a one, man. He's had a very very difficult year and a half 
I don't know if you remember that story with his brother mm. attempting to extort him. His brother even did three months in prison for that. Wow. So there's been a lot going on in his personal life, and then of course um, in football as well. So I do feel for the guy. Of course, um, he was a. I, I used to love Paul Pogba, man. Mm. So did I. Yeah, he's truly. I think he's one of my favorite players of all time. Um, wow. I'm happy to concede that he hasn't lived up to or fulfilled those expectations. Mm. Um, uh, I'll admit that, but when he was when he was good, he was so good, and I, mm-hmm. I loved watching him. He was just so effortless, and yeah, it's a it's a pity, man. Yeah, he makes the game look so easy when he's on top form, doesn't he? Um, in terms of this performance enhancing drug, do we know what that possibly is? Well, no. So it can come in various different medicines. It could be a gel. It could be an injection. Um, who knows? I, there's absolutely no information on that right now. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess it's all going to come out fairly soon, though. You know, like this is going to this is going to break the internet in probably twenty four hours time. Um, I'm sure Pogba will put out a statement of his own, um, and yeah, we'll see. But I'm sure he's going to maintain his innocence. And you know, I, I'd like to think that he wasn't taking this drug intentionally. And that's happened many times, by the way, with professional footballers mm-hmm. over the years. I think even Pep Guardiola, back when he was playing in Italy towards the end of his career. Had tested positive for a banned substance. It happened to Andre Onana at Ajax a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happened, and these players have, you know, been been given pretty pretty hefty uh, punishments. Yeah. So 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 for the listeners, Kurt, what is the best case scenario for Paul Pogba? So if he is found guilty, he he wasn't aware of it. What's the best case scenario for him? Well, so I've read that if he if he didn't intentionally take the drug, if he wasn't trying to take a performance enhancing drug, it could be up to two years, um, maybe maybe a little less. Um, I think with Onana, he was out for over a year. Um, so maybe the best case scenario is that it's a year. Of course, actually the really the, the best case scenario for Pogba is if he can provide counter analysis. And yes. if his next test comes out negative, that would be obviously ideal for him. Um, but but if that doesn't happen, and then if it wasn't intentional, we're probably looking at a year to two years, um, which is a, a big blow for someone who's had all these fitness issues. And then you have to wonder if you can actually ever get back to his best. I mean, he's 30 years old, so there's yeah. still some time left, but I think he's just lost so much momentum over the, the last year and a half already. And even towards the end at Manchester United, mm. he had fitness issues. He wasn't playing well. Um the last you know of the best Pogba we saw was probably at the the 2018 World Cup in fact he was very good at the Euros in in 2021 yes um, but yeah it's uh it's a it, it'll be a massive massive blow to his career yeah and a career plagued by injuries do, do you sort of question his lifestyle off the pitch um see I the thing is I don't know man like mm. we're gonna get on to Sancho now mm. but with Paul Pogba, I've never ever read a report that when he was training and when he was, I don't know, preparing for a match or whatever it was, that there was there was a lack of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's spoken or shared a dressing with, with dressing room with him mm-hmm. and has spoken about him has, you know, talked about him as a leader, um, someone who, who gets his teammates, uh, you know, up to his level. Obviously, when he's in the mood, um, but. 
a lot of these guys who've played with him, played against him, really respect him. Mm. Um, I've never, look, there's always been talk about his hairstyles and maybe things he's worn and shit like that, but I, I don't buy into all of that. Like, who really gives a shit what, he, yeah, what his hair looks like? Yeah. But in terms of his, uh, yeah, the way he carries himself in training and stuff like that, I've never read a single bad report in terms of timekeeping and stuff like that. That's never, ever been an issue with him. And the only manager that he's ever truly fallen out was with was was Jose Mourinho. Mm. He's never had an issue with Deschamps in the, I think, 11 years he's been a French international. Mm. He's never had issues with Allegri, uh, like personal issues. Mm. And before that, he was with Conte, who we know is incredibly demanding. There were never mm. any issues there. Um, so I don't know if I can question his lifestyle. Um, I can question some decisions he's made, obviously. Mm. Um, when he left Manchester United, I don't think he handled that particularly well. Like he wasn't playing well for a long time and then came out and said that he was going to go back to Juventus to prove Manchester United wrong. And he said all of these things that I didn't agree with, you know, despite me being a big fan. Mm. Um, so I, I really like Pogba and I don't think that there's been any professionalism issues or anything like that. Um, so who knows, Sean? Who knows? Yeah, I'm from... One crazy story to the next. Jaden Sancho could be trying to make up with Man United manager Eric Ten Hag ahead of the return of the Premier League following weeks of high tensions between the two. Uh, this is after uh, a United fan has noticed Sancho deleting an angry tweet aimed at Ten Hag. What's, <laughs> what's the latest, man? This is stupid. Yeah, I mean, this is like, a, yeah, so I don't know. Do you know the whole story? So where this all started, right? Well, t t take us back. Okay, so it was at Arsenal, or after Arsenal rather, where Manchester United were beaten. Mm. Ten Hag, in his press conference, was asked why Sancho wasn't a part of the squad, the matchday squad. And he said in no uncertain terms that he wasn't picked because of a poor training performance. Sure. And Sancho then responded a few hours later with a social media post um, in the form of a statement and essentially said people shouldn't believe everything they read and he claimed to have been made a scapegoat at Manchester United. Um, now, after this, there was a report from The Athletic saying that Manchester United, as a result of Sancho's conduct and a result, uh, as a result of his statement, were willing to sell him and were in fact trying to pawn him off towards the end of the Turkish and Saudi Arabian transfer windows because mm -hmm. uh, the English window closed at the end of August um, I think Turkey had until, well, I think Turkey's window might still be open, actually. The Saudi Arabian window, however, closed last week. Mm. Um, and Manchester United were actually willing to sell him for around 60 million, but Sancho didn't want to leave. There were no advanced talks or anything like that, but sure. that's how infuriated I think the club were and Ten Hag was. Um, Sancho has since deleted that tweet, but I don't really, I don't really know how the situation improves considering everything that has been said and written about Sancho and his sort of lax approach to training and timekeeping and stuff like that. Mm. Um, the same report from The Athletic, Sean, it's, I mean, it's incredible. It says that last season when Ten Hag took over, he had to create a special schedule for, for Sancho that was an hour ahead of all of his teammates just to ensure that this man was on time. Now, this is a professional footballer wow. who is one of... Manchester United's highest paid players. He's one of the, the league's highest paid players. Um, so I find it I find it difficult to, to, to feel sorry for him and to yeah. decide with the player. 
especially then when you consider his performances since coming to Manchester United that have been very very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of one purple patch or one spell where he was looking like a, a serious player, you know. So I think Manchester United fans are, are sort of fed up with him. Um, look, there might be something happening off the field. There might be mental health issues. I think that that's actually something that was spoken about um, a few months ago. And last season, you know, Ten Hag didn't think that he was fit enough to be playing in his team. So he sent him to, I don't know if you remember this, he sent him to Holland, to to the Netherlands, to go and train with a private coach to get him up to speed. Um, Ten Hag uh, or Sancho came back and, you know, he had a few good moments, but that was really it. He's he's never really found true form, or at least the form that he showed at Dortmund. So, it's a yeah, it's a complicated issue. But at the end of the day, if you're a professional footballer, you need to be on time. You're playing for one of the best or the biggest teams, rather, in the world. Mm. Um, you need to be on time. I mean, that is the the bare minimum, surely. So, yeah, if if I'm a manager and a player is constantly late for for meetings or training, he's gone. He's a gunner, and I think that Ten Hag has high standards. He, he punished Rashford last year for turning up to a team meeting late. Mm-hmm. I think Rashford started on the bench in that match, um, came on and scored, and just got on with things. And yeah. from what I've seen, Rashford and Ten Hag have a great relationship. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what happens from here, but it's uh, it's it's really silly. Sure. Um... Yeah, as crazy things are going on and off the field with United, they just landed the biggest front of shirt deal in football history, I believe. Yes, what's the... the... Is a Snapdragon, I think. Yeah, Snapdragon. Snapdragon. Uh, I said $85 million per season. Um, obviously, they just renewed with Adidas, which is over £940 million pounds over 10 years. Um, Crazy, eh? It just shows with a name like United, it's you're still attracting the big brands. We don't worry about the football at United, Sean. <laughs> as long as the kit looks good, the yeah. players are dressed very fashionably on the Instagram, we good. Sure. As sure. a fan, I'm delighted. <laughs> are you though? Let's chat about let's just chat about Arsenal United um, quickly uh, before we go into sort of preview a couple of matches coming up this weekend. Um, yeah, three one away to Arsenal, biggie. Yeah, it was a, look, it was a big result, and yeah. obviously I was bitterly disappointed. But I, I think I'm in the minority here. But I was pretty happy with the performance overall. Yeah. We we went into the game having played very poorly in our first three Premier League fixtures of the season, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that we, for the most part, stuck to what the plan was. Yeah. Um, Onana was very calm in possession, and Arsenal really they couldn't press us as high as they might have wanted to because of that. Um, we had a few nice moments. Obviously, we scored first. That was that was great and surprising. Yep. Yep. But we, we held on. And I, I thought that there was a massive o- overreaction to the performance um, based on the result. You know, we were we were four minutes from that being a great result. Four yep. minutes from going, oh, I'll take that. You know, an yep. off-form Manchester United getting a point at, at the Emirates. Fantastic. Four minutes away. And I think that, yeah, I, I just think that people judged... Ten Hag in that match and and the players very very harshly. Um, we were just moments away from a positive result, and unfortunately these things happen. Unfortunately, we had Lissandro Martinez have go off with injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Varane is already injured. Lindelof had to go off because he was unwell. So we ended the match with Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire, <laughs> which isn't a, a great place to be in in 2023. But you know <laughs> that's where we were. 
Um, but apart from that, you know, it was it was okay. It wasn't that bad. Um, I thought we had some moments where we could have scored and added to the a one goal. Mm. But anyway, it was uh, it was a devastating result because of of how negative things have been around the club. Of course, we haven't even touched on the Anthony stuff. Yeah. Um, and for for those who don't know, Anthony will not be playing for Manchester United for the foreseeable future. Oh. While these uh, these cases are investigated, he's uh, being investigated for for domestic abuse. I think three people have come forward. Three women. No ways. Yeah, and yeah. Manchester United have decided that he will. I think Anthony actually might have decided he will remain in Brazil while while these investigations uh, go on. So. We won't have him for a long time now. And then, of course, Greenwood was just shipped off after his whole ordeal. Yeah. So there's a lot of negatives. Um, and that's why I think that Manchester United fans might have just re- overreacted to that result. But if you're judging it purely on that performance, if you look at that singularly, I think it was okay. Uh, I quite like Hoyland, eh? Oh, Shawnee. I didn't even touch on him. What a That was fun. Yeah. I'm very, very impressed. I was so, I, I mean, I felt like a little kid, but when he was standing, he came on and he was standing next to Gabriel, um, yeah. Arsenal centre-back, and he was slightly taller than him. And I just thought, this is a striker. Yeah, yeah, we have someone. And then the the runs that he was making in behind, he's strong, he was aggressive. holding off defenders, aggressive, yeah. sort of in your face. No, I, I love it. I love it. And then, Curtis, obviously, uh, last week you weren't on the, um, on the podcast, but... You know, we touched on Tottenham and how well they're doing without, um, you know, Harry Kane. Uh, again, big results against Burnley, 5-2. Man City looking great. Chelsea, dog poo. Uh, Newcastle surprisingly underwhelming. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and let's move on to, I guess, a couple of fixtures this weekend. West Ham against City. Not an easy game for Man City, that West Ham away. Um I suppose the bigger game is uh, United against Brighton. Brighton coming off a good win uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I think Brighton have scored I think twelve goals from the, the opening four matches. Yeah, um, they they're about to welcome a certain Ansu Fati into the side too. Ah. Um, yeah, so they I mean they've been excellent, and that's not a surprise. You know, I yeah. think Spurs slightly surprised by that. Yeah, but they they've been one of the best teams to watch. I think so far they've been awesome to watch. Um, very surprised by how poorly Newcastle are doing. Um, mm. But with Brighton, absolutely no surprises. Roberto De Zerbi is a, a top manager. He's, I think he's... He, at some point, he, he will be coaching a bigger club in England, sure. I'm sure. I think that will happen. Um, but for now, it's great to to enjoy him at Brighton. Just because it's Brighton. And to see to see what he's doing with... And I'm look, I had this discussion with a colleague in the office the other day. Brighton, you would consider them just because they play for Brighton, average players, right? You you wouldn't consider them as as superstar players or sure. um, these these household names or anything like that. And we we're talking about how Ten Hag has has battled to to to, to turn like stars, like he's, he's battled to at least this season get these these big name players to play the way he wants to. But it's yep. so impressive to see what the Zerbi has done with with these sort of low-profile guys like Lewis Dunk, like mm-hmm. Solly March. I mean, Solly March, I think it scored three goals in his Brighton career or something like that before Deserby's come. And he's scored, I think, 17 since Deserby's arrived. Mm. So it's incredible what he's been able to do with these so-called average players. Um, 
And I absolutely have just, yeah, I've just enjoyed Evan Ferguson up front. That kid mm. has a very bright future. Yeah. Um, but just the football, the the discipline in terms of, of of what they're trying to do with the ball and then out of possession. It's uh, It's been one of the great stories, I think, of the Premier League, you know, of the last 10 years, really. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to United, Brighton. Sean, United desperately, desperately need to win. Yeah. I think with all this negativity that we just talked about, it goes a little quieter when you are picking up results. Yeah. Um, so Manchester United really, really need three points this weekend. I think that's at home as well, right? Old Trafford. It's yeah. at home. Yeah. Look, I, I think we can come away with three points, mm. but but yeah, just desperately need the likes of Rashford and Fernandez to step up and deliver. I'm not so sure what our defence is going to look like. I'm mm. not sure what the status of Lissandra Martinez is right now. I'm not sure what Lindelof, how he's feeling. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it's I can't predict the lineup, but I do think that we can come away with all three points if uh, if the big boys step up. And, and Kurt, your opinion on Onana uh, so far? Yeah, I like him. I mean, he hasn't done too much wrong. And I think that... The, the, the team is still going to take a while to get used to him yeah. um, and he'll have to, to get used to them too. But no, I think he's a good player. Um, so I think it's a, it's a positive for now. Yeah, and, and he might be missing up to seven games when he's away on, on Africon, isn't it? So that's a, yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Um, from now, we move on to my favorite part of the podcast where our producer seeks the socials and asks me and Kurt a question regarding it. Gentlemen, welcome back to Seeking the Socials. For those of you who don't know what Seeking the Socials is, it is a segment where I personally scour social media, finding the most interesting, topical, and controversial opinions relating to football. Some weeks I inform the lads of a topic, and other times I get the gents to to pick a topic by by choosing a social media platform. Um, this week, personally, I think it's pretty pointless getting you guys to choose a social media considering what I'm hoping we can speak about now is is basically a social media-wide topic. So this isn't necessarily a direct comment or, or a fact or anything, but it's more of a topic which has raised some eyebrows. Gareth Southgate publicly stands up for Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire and states that the abuse being thrown towards the defender is ridiculous. He said, and I quote, it's a joke, an absolute joke. It makes me livid. Now, this was, of course, after England beat Scotland 3-1 earlier this week in an international friendly. Kurt, I know you've been quite vocal on Twitter about this, so I'd be keen to hear your raw thoughts on this. What do you make of Southgate's comments, and does he actually have a leg to stand on? Look, Aiden, great question. Um, for me, so... I, I do think that he has been unfairly scapegoated at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Harry Maguire is a Manchester United player, and I think that I think that he hasn't been handled correctly. I think that if Maguire had come in to Manchester United for a smaller fee, I don't think that there would be too many complaints. If he wasn't made mm-hmm. captain, I don't think that there would be too many complaints. Um, Southgate said what he said and at first I didn't really think much of it but then I was sitting there and I was dwelling on this and I was thinking how you know Southgate is coming out to his defense and saying that he has been sort of singled out by pundits in England 
um, which which then gives fuel to away fans who who then jump in and and pile on. And I do think that that's something that happens. I think that pundits maybe talk about Maguire a little too much. But what I will say is that if Southgate was really trying to protect Maguire, then he wouldn't be calling him up to the England team because Maguire hasn't played regular football at Manchester United for the last year and a bit. Um, it's been made very clear to him that he isn't in Ten Hag's plans. The club tried to sell him. He didn't want to leave. He would like to, to frame that as, I'm fighting for my position. But what reports say is that no other club is going to be willing to pay him what he earns at United. So I think Southgate isn't really helping the issue here. I think that he is putting Maguire in the firing line and he is driving even more criticism because he's playing a player who is totally out of form and who isn't playing regularly at club level. Um, he's bringing him onto the international stage and whenever he makes an error, you know, people pile on. So I, I think that he needs to properly protect him and not select him. Um, you know, to, to divert the attention for, for a little bit. Um, but in terms of whether I think it's unfair, I, I, I do. I, I think that any player getting that much stick, is, it's probably unfair. And I think that he's been made into a meme. Um, but unfortunately, I, I don't see that changing. You know, Maguire, I think, can have a couple of good games, but as long as he has a mistake in him, people are going to make a mockery of him. So I feel bad for the guy. Um, I just think that he was he was signed by the wrong club at the wrong time, um, and yeah, like I said, should never have been made captain. I think that that was a, a poor choice. I think that yes, he might be a leader and he might be very professional, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm sure that he's a he's a great guy, but uh, <laughs> he's not Manchester United standard, and um, and I think that it's very very fair for people to question Southgate's selection process. Um, you know, he said in the past that he picks players on merit, um, but he continues to to have Calvin Phillips in the side. Calvin Phillips hasn't kicked a ball at City. Maguire, mm. um, like I said, hasn't kicked a ball at United. So, um, yeah, I think Southgate uh, was, uh, there was a lot of irony there. Mm-hmm. And now, Sean, what are your thoughts on the situation going on here? Yeah, uh, a great answer, Kurt. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting. So, Kurt, are you saying that uh, there are better defenders that should have started for England? I think, so, look, I think Southgate is getting himself into a lot of trouble, Sean, because sure. if they go to the next major tournament, having now been to a Euros final, a World Cup, what was it? Uh, semi-final? What was it against France? It was a semi-final, Semi-final, right? yeah. Um, People people are saying that this is a successful England team. And I do understand that sentiment. Mm-hmm. The, the players are very happy. They they seem to love Southgate, which is great mm-hmm. um, for the for the environment and for the chemistry, et cetera, et cetera. But they need to win something, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if Southgate goes to another major tournament and he picks Maguire, who hasn't been playing football, um, it's going to lose him his job eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you just you're putting all of your eggs in one basket here. You're going, no, I'm backing this guy, despite everything that's happening at, at his club, um, despite him being out of favor with the manager. I'm going to pick him. But if you're doing that, then you've got to you've got to win. You've got to pick up results. So I, I think that Southgate needs to be thinking about not necessarily the future, like five, ten years time. But I think that there are players who are playing more consistently, who are playing better than him. Um, at club level, I think Lewis Dunk could mm. do exactly the same job 
even better than Maguire for England. I think he's a very, very good footballer and he's shown that at Brighton. Very good on the ball. Um, he's not quick, but neither is Maguire. Mm-hmm. Very good in the air. Um, he's a captain at Brighton. Um, he's just a top player who's probably been overlooked because he's played for Brighton, right? Sure. If he was playing for a bigger club, I think he would have been in that England team a long time ago. You have Levi Colwell, the, the young Chelsea centre-back who was on loan at Brighton last season. He was a mm. terrific young player, left-footed centre-back, excellent passer of the ball, mm. excellent defender, quick. He's got everything about him where you, you think that in, in, in a couple of years' time, he's going to be a, a leading Premier League centre-back. So I think that there are players out there that Southgate could be selecting mm. over Maguire. Yeah, 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 and fully agreed. Uh, and I, I do agree with you on previous what you mentioned previously that you know if he wasn't captain, there wouldn't be this hoo ha. If there wasn't so much money paid from, there wouldn't be this hoo ha. Um, I think the biggest concern I have for Maguire is like if this continues, is his mental health status. Like it's you can't carry on like this, man. It's it's no matter how much money you earn, um, what's going to happen to his mental health? It's it's crazy. Yeah, so of course, that's a very valid question. And Southgate did praise in, in that interview that Aiden was referencing. He did praise his resilience and said he's yep. a very strong individual. Um, so I, I hope that he, he stays strong. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good question, man, because mm. the social media abuse is it's it's brutal. Mm. Um, I mean, just just for anyone on social media to be to be picked on is harsh. Now, imagine you are playing for one of the biggest teams in the world. Um, and like last season when he was captain, I mean the the the, the micros the, the microscope you're under, the pressure you are under every single week. Yeah. Um. The the way his mistakes are constantly highlighted, it must be brutal, and I'm sure it's taken a massive toll on him. Mm. I'm sure it's probably one of the reasons he hasn't been able to turn this around, because every time you know it goes quiet around him he makes another mistake or scores another own goal. And look, those things are horrible, obviously, mm. and it sucks that anyone has to go through that. But I do think that it comes with the territory. Um, he is a, a very handsomely paid footballer at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and that comes with a lot of privileges. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things, man. You, you sign up for it, I, you know. Um, yeah, agreed. It's, it's unfortunate and it, it sucks that it has to be that way and it sucks that there are those people out there who... Yeah. You make those horrible comments on social media, but it comes with the territory. It's always you're playing for one of the biggest teams in the world. Yeah, I guess for 10 million rand a week, I could deal with a bit of uh, shit as well, I guess. But uh, Aiden, I hope it answers your, your question. It, it does indeed. It does indeed, gentlemen. Thank you for, for that. Uh, we'll be back next week with another Seeking the Socials. Hopefully until then, players and, and coaches and whatnot uh, of Manchester United can behave themselves so we're going to f***ing slant them again uh, as a United fan. It's It's been interesting to hear your guys' thoughts, but it uh, the truth hurts, you know. <laughs> the truth hurts. Thank you, Aiden Hewitt, you beautiful child. No worries. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Cheers, boy. And we'll keep an eye on uh, these juicy stories, Kurt. Um, and that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash Sokoladuma, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And thank you for Kurt the Dirt Bucketfield for being back. For being back. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Shawnee.